Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you gathered that by now. If you are looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. All right, we are back. I thought we would only record two episodes, but we are the last night... Oh, and we're tired. We've been in the Woodlands, Texas for a few days now, and... I'm not tired. Oh. (laughs) You're not tired. (laughs) I am tired. Let me just speak for Jamie and myself. I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee. Jamie (laughs) wanted a cup of coffee, but she knew I would hog all the creamer, and Arlene's not tired. So, Arlene's going to do this podcast while... (laughs) What's up, people? And... Um, I would say, really, I have Kathy Lee here, Kathy Lee here, and <laughs> Kathy Lee here. Well, the real Kathy Lee, the speaker, Lee stand up. The exhibitor. The exhibitor and, and the, the real, real Kathy, Kathy Lee. Lee. Well, you're probably not laughing at all, but we're laughing because all weekend, we all three had on name tags that said Kathy Lee. That's what ended up in our packet. And so one said Kathy Lee exhibitor. I think that was... That was Carly. That was me. We had Kathy Lee, the speaker, and that was Jamie, and I was just Kathy Lee. So, anyway, it was quite confusing for the poor people in the booth at the homegrown preschool. They have gone, nice to meet you, Kathy. I'm I'm short and I'm Asian. And they're like, oh, you're Kathy Lee. Lee? That's true. You have the Asian last name, so you're tall and a brunette, so you must be Kathy Lee. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I don't know. So it was pretty funny all weekend. We had a great time here in Texas. I love Texas, but I am ready to get back to Georgia. But before I head back in the morning to Georgia, we thought it might be fun to ask um, moms who came into the booth today if they had some questions they wanted us to answer on air. And so we are going to do that. We're just going to read some questions from some moms, and we're going to talk about them. So I'm sure it'll turn to a hot mess like it always does. So we're glad you're here. I'm going to let Arlene, she's going to read the first one. We're going to chat about it. Okay. Ashley V. from Austin, Texas wants to know, this is our second year doing the homegrown preschooler curriculum. Do we just go deeper into the learning skills? And do we need to add anything new this time around? My oldest will be going into the first grade. Okay, awesome. So you guys have both been using the homegrown preschooler for more than a year and a year of playing skillfully. Do y'all want to talk about your personal... They're pointing at each other. You Uh, go. No, you go. Yeah, actually, um, we started when my youngest was two and a half, and um, we just did, we did the activities when we started about three days a week, and then um, last year, we went down to two days a week just because of our schedule, Um, but we had started in with some other math stuff. And then this year we will be doing, um, she's a true kindergartner and she knows all of her numbers and shapes and of course she's reading sight words and stuff. So we are going to add in um, a math program, which we're going to use Matthew C. 
and um, we'll probably do some, well, we'll always do reading because we read a lot, but we'll probably add in um, some readers and um, maybe some fun phonics. I've got some things that we do with some flashcards um, on the ground that spell out with the vowels and the consonants just to get a, a basic uh, understanding of that. I started when my littlest one was three. He is now five. He is not as advanced as your daughter. <laughs> he hates school, so we are probably not going to add anything in at this point. I'm just going to keep um, recycling the activities and trying to add in things that we've missed because unlike you, I couldn't get to three a week like I wanted to all the time. I was lucky sometimes to do one a week. So there's lots well, of things we haven't year. done and lots <laughs> of it will still be new. I will say though that my older son who's nine and he was seven when I got it for the little guy, um, you know, he was doing it with us. So I kind of feel like it's for him too, even though he's nine and even though he was seven, we started and he does a little bit of math and he does a little bit of spelling you see and we definitely do a lot of reading. But my littlest guy who's five and will be a true kindergartner does, does not know sight words, does not know any of that. So we'll probably be working on that this year. As for um, her question about, I, th I think it just depends on the kid. So her oldest is going into first grade. Well, like we talked about in the past too, you just meet them where they're at. And if they are showing interest in yes. other things, then, you know, you want to make sure that they're not bored. Mm -hmm. Well, and here's the thing. That's what I want everybody to hear. If you're using a year of playing skillfully for a second year, it's going to be different just yeah. because your kids are a year older. Mm -hmm. That in itself changes it because they are going to see something and be able to relate it back to last year when they did it, that concrete information. They're going to have more of an understanding of whatever the situation is just because they are further along developmentally. So that's going to change it. So you don't necessarily have to add anything to make it right. different. It's just going to be different because of their age and their stage. So that's okay. If your child is um, asking a lot of questions about how do you spell something, how do you read that, how do you, you know, write that, then go ahead and look at adding some type of language arts programs. That's okay. I don't think you have to. I think you're, both of you are right. You add it in, you don't add it in. There's no right or wrong here, but you do need to follow your kid's lead. If your child is not enjoying school, then you need to take a pause and get curious. That's what you always should do. Don't get angry. Get curious. What could I do differently? What am I missing? What might need, be, need to be added or what might need to be taken away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my thought. Those are my thoughts. Yep. That's good. All right, next. Okay, so then Bridget in Michigan... Or from Michigan, I guess. She, well, she had a friend who actually oh, came friend. in and asked okay. this question. A girl who lives here said, hey, my friend in Michigan wants to know this. Uh, and I said, well, let's talk about it. So your friend in Michigan can hear directly from me. Okay, so she's got an active two-year-old. And she wants to know what she can do to help um, with learning in Michigan with the long winters. Yeah, and I loved this question, and I think that's so true. We need to remember not everyone lives in the type of weather we do and has the summers and the seasons like we do in Georgia, so you have to adjust. So I shared some thoughts. Number one, bring outdoors in. Mm -hmm. 
So if your kid is two, they are still working on building gross motor skills. So they need to move a lot. I love how you are shaking. They're shaking their head. They're <laughs> yes, like right yes, the Amen. They're yes. all doing it with sign language over here. She so can't <laughs> see it. They're like, uh huh, uh huh. Thumbs up, thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So they they need to climb. So I always tell parents at two. They're going to climb on something. So you need to give them something appropriate to climb on. Get some climbing structures inside of your house. Um, those indoor swings, swings, things, things, things push um, the laundry around. Get those little roller carts. Trampolines. Yes, those indoor trampolines. Indoor trampolines. They need a place to move their body. That's when, like, the activity we have for March where you put the, the streamers yeah. across. Do that inside, or yep. you can do it with... Uh, string and tape and you can do lots of different ways but you want them to move their big body is what i call it their legs and their arms and get that gross motor in and there's a lot of activities even in the curriculum like roll like a roly-poly yes and yep. move like an inchworm just do that inside you can and Maybe. if you have a garage i mean back out your cars and use your garage as a nice kind of transition mm -hmm. big space to do gross motor stuff and that might be difficult. There's tons of snow outside. But. <laughs> you can use painter's tape. We did that a yes. lot in the winter because even though it's the south and it's warmer, in Dallas we would be snowed in. Or iced in. Because yes. of the ice. Nine yeah. days at and a time. We yeah. would get painter's tape and we would make roads all over the house. And they would be, you know, walking all over the house and on their hands and knees and crawling. That's a great idea. And then they would actually mm. be pretending and they would get in a laundry basket and they would be pushing mm. each other. Um, we even have made obstacle courses inside absolutely out of pillows and forts and chairs and jump over this and see if you can crawl under that and just whatever is going to fit in your family but definitely get them moving and find a place indoor where they can get messy where they can still get plenty of sensory bathtubs indoors are we excellent. always talk about the we bathtub, do the bathtub a and lot. also i think the indoor, the little um, plastic swimming pools are great because you yeah. can put those in the middle of the kitchen floor and then you can even put the tub of whatever your sensory is inside the swimming pool. Yeah. So you got a double layer of protection, <laughs> if you will, for your um, for your floor if you don't have a sensory table or something like that. And well, yeah. and we even we've even done forts where we've made it to where everybody has to crawl. So it's almost like a tunnel, yes. which that uses your full body. I mean, yeah. I wake up sore <laughs> when I actually yeah. do get in there with them. Um, and of course, they think it's an adventure, and they get their flashlights and their lanterns and. Everything else, and you know, then they pretend they're going on a bear hunt, and you know, and that's any number one of, those of things. Movements where, with the executive functions, when you take them to yes. therapy, occupational therapy, they make them army crawl. It doesn't matter if they're 13, if yes. they're five, yeah, if they're true. two, and so that's a great thing for any age to do. Yeah. It absolutely, absolutely is. Turn on some music and just dance, have a dance oh, party, we love to do get that. them cleaning the activity. Say, put your the socks on and clean the floors. All of that stuff is beneficial for them, and it's just great to get some of the, you know, wiggles out. Um, be intentional. I think just bottom line, be intentional about planning things that are going to move their body indoors. All right, next. Okay, so um, I don't know who this is from, but it, uh, the question is, does AOPS, which is A Year of Playing Skillfully, in case you didn't know that, cover language arts, and what about a whole language <clears throat> approach? Okay, so... It does cover language arts. We get this question a lot. How does it teach a child to read? And how do you believe in teaching a child to read? I think I've talked about this already in a bazillion podcasts. But I am a firm believer in following the child's lead. Research shows that children are ready to read between 5 and 8. That there really is a time around 7, usually, that the, there's a 
the brain really just clicks. I mean, there's a physical part of the brain that clicks together and that child is ready to receive, receive abstract learning with ease. And that's when we should begin that higher level learning. Well, sometimes it's five, six, sometimes it's eight, even nine. Yes. I've had kids yeah, read closer absolutely. to nine. And it, what we have to understand is, number one, reading does not equal, when they read, does not equal the type of student and their academic ability. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've got to give them the opportunity, just like a potty trained child, if they potty trained a little bit later, does not mean they're going to have more accidents or they're going to grow up, you know, peeing on themselves (laughs) when they laugh more because, I mean, I don't know, make up something, but because they (laughs) were potty trained later. I mean, it just is... A developmental stage. So we need to honor that. And then if you're concerned, Google it. Read what it says in research. You're going to end up at the same place where it says if you want a child who loves to read, you're going to say it in unison. And we've not practiced this because I guarantee you they're going to say the same thing. If you want a child that loves to read, what do you need to do? Read, read to, to them. them. Read to them. Exactly. Read to them. If you talk to any long-term homeschooler, they're going to tell you the same thing. Read, read to, to them. them. Yes. Yeah, so what Recipe do you need? Recipe books, novels, comic books, and magazines. talk to them. Talk to them. I remember with both my girls, they were in the kitchen with me in their... Well, we only had a bumbo seat for the last one, but in their bouncy seat, in their swing, in their high chair, whatever. And as I'm cooking, as I'm baking, as I'm washing dishes, I am speaking to them and telling them what I'm doing. So that is language arts. And you're telling them in a... A, a real voice. A real voice. You're, you're real words. It's yes. like little girl. I'm curate today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this little girl. I'm going to put a picture on my show notes because it was the most wonderful uh, part of my weekend was meeting this little two and a half year old. And boy, did she talk and everything was why and why and why and why. And I just kept answering back, mm-hmm. you know, and tried to say uh, somebody walked by and she'd be like, um, who is that? And I'm like, I don't know. And she said, Why? And I said, because I didn't meet them. Why? Because I didn't ask them their name. Why? Because they didn't tell me their name. Why? Because they walked by too fast. Oh. <laughs> and eventually she gets, oh, that's language arts. But you just keep asking. So we want to start there. You're right. Verbal communication. Read to them. And then um, honoring the written word, their own written word. Honoring other people's written word. And that's what we do in a year of playing skillfully. We have it all throughout. Yes. We're not only doing letter yeah. recognition. Mm-hmm. We're not only doing... Um, sight words or something we're doing all of it we're trying to help children fall in love with language and that's by having good conversations that's by telling stories that's by asking good questions that's by reading a lot those are the things building vocabulary that's going to create a beautiful reader is there tell us about your reading experience teaching your kids to read well one thing that we talked about earlier is um and we did this when I was in junior high learning Spanish. And so um, I've done it not so much lately, but, you know, in the beginning, uh, I try not to do things like public school would do. I'm just, I'm not anti-public school. I just want us to have a lifestyle of learning instead of it just being a a class or a a day of school. Um, But you can label things and, and have a print-rich environment where you've got, you know, the trash can and the cabinet and the toilet paper and (laughs) the refrigerator and the light switch. 
And then they're going to start associating those letters and those words ultimately mm -hmm. with what the object actually is. Yeah, and I've done that with all my kids. We used to label everything. And I would use sentence strip just because I would write it the way it's supposed to be. Where it mm -hmm. said recognize mm -hmm. the proper form for that and start seeing it. And I would do everything in lowercase. And just, I mean, it was hilarious. People would walk in and yep. it, adults would make fun of all my... Yep. Piano. You know, oh, the light yes. switch. <laughs> Toilet. Um, Chair. Table. Yeah. But I tell you, it's so beneficial because not only do the adults do it soon you'll see our children they will walk in and go mirror and you know refrigerator mm -hmm. my and little like, guy oh. when he was two i mean he was like pointing and he's like piano and i was yes. you're a genius <laughs> <laughs> we're signing up for college tomorrow <laughs> globe yes baby yes <laughs> so true right <laughs> And I think we both also used, um, I, Arlene, we both have used Bob books, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, they're cheap and they're basic, but it gives them, I know some people um, don't like them because they say they're so easy and they're so basic and they're so plain, but giving them, um, giving them the ability to memorize those books and th there's another one I think you had said brown bear brown bear predictable readers yeah to yeah. where they will recognize them they will memorize them and then it gives them the confidence yes. and they think they're reading even though it's just memorization but you don't have to tell them that um then that gives that's just one step in order to get them you know confident to be able to really read and really recognize those words well, and those it sounds. gives them the confidence to take the risk to read yes i think so yes. many times we again i've said it before they're natural risk takers and we squash it but when you put before them their own books that they've written to yes. um the predictable readers then they're like huh i'm gonna dare read the bob book and right. then they're confident they take on the bob book and succeed then i'm dare gonna read the magic tree house it's or whatever book. it's just I another have read book. book right yeah right. Exactly. i have i'm a reader i can read it really is like that so that is so big um, in the whole reading phase is building that confidence to dare to read. So many kids get insecure and they shut down. Because it's hard. It is hard to read. I mean, it's well, hard. Especially in English. It's English language, language is hard. It's, it's hard, hard for us to remember because yeah. it's been a long time. But when you are watching and, and you're paying attention to the fact that English is such a difficult language, it's like this is almost painful. I mean, it is a, it's an amazing task. And that's what's so and cool. And yet we're expecting him to read at five. Homeschooling, right. yeah. that we can be there when that light goes on. Yeah. I will never forget the first time my son did something and I was like, I get to be there to experience it. Like he's not at school doing something. He's I'm I'm sitting there with him and I get to see the light go on. And I have been with him through that difficult situation of helping him sound those words out. I mean, you know, when they're sounding those words out and they're doing those reader books, it's like I was about to say, you were sounding so excited, and I'm like, can we just be honest and say sometimes I, like, fall asleep? It's painful. And I'm just like, if he doesn't hurry. And I even have a video that's still on, um, I don't know if it's our Facebook page or my uh, personal Facebook page, but it's Henry learning to read, and he's, like, bouncing up and down, just trying to get a rhythm going. And, and it really is Painful. It is. Come I guess on, let's the, be the good honest. part is it's when painful. they get it. Yes. yes. The painful part is before, because I mean, literally, you heard me grunting. It's like, oh, and you just want to say, just say, da, uh, uh, just be <laughs> But when the light goes yeah. on, you're like, yay! Yeah. And I've been homeschooling a long time. You know, I've got my 21 year old, and I do the same thing with my kids, my little kids, that I did with him. 
And a lot of people come to the booth and they ask, oh, what type of, you know, reading program do you do? What should I do to get my three-year-old reading? What kind of language arts? What kind of spelling and this and that? I am so old school and I'm cheap. I use <laughs> flashcards. Flashcards. Yep. And I just have fun. I just try to have fun with them. Okay, let's go through. And we can do it every day. If he doesn't want to do it every day, let's do it once a week. And then we go to putting it together and saying words. but And, and then doing the Bob books and doing the basic readers. I think Bob books are amazing. I think and they great. have so many different sets. They have like the easy, mm-hmm. super easy dot ones. And then they go all Matt. the way up. Yeah, we used them too, and I liked them as well. And I also think, to being silly with it, I yes. can't say it yes. enough that we've got to be silly. We take it so serious. I mean, we were... Um, we were kind of watching other people's day at the end of the day and I and no and just watching moms and you could see the stress on their faces or trying to pick out curriculum and I just wanted to say be silly be light-hearted because we set the stage for that and I I get it that it can be serious but really, even in reading, it should be fun. It, it, it Perspective. Should be, well, yeah. And, and you've got, you know, you only have your kids for little, tiny, tiny, tiny 6,574 days. Thank you. Before they turn it mathematician, yes. Um, and those times, I mean, let's face it, when they get into middle school and especially in high school, there are going to be things that they are not going to want to do. And there are going to be things that are not pleasant and are just going to be by the book and straightforward and are not going to be fun. So why not give them that in opportunity the early stages? To be fun yeah. When it can be fun. But, yeah. but even I think it does carry over. I think if you can approach things like reading and turn them into fun, they're going to have the personality and just the um, mindset that... Oh, well, maybe we can even make that five. Yeah, they'll be able to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that science yeah. experiment, we can just be lighthearted about that too and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe mm-hmm. i got to figure out the whole tornado experiment yeah. today. But, and it could be fun. So maybe if we set the stage, mm-hmm. that let's even oh, approach absolutely. the difficult well, things with mistakes. There, I, I mean, I love to make mistakes and my kids, you know, they don't like it. They'd rather get it right the first time. But every time they make a mistake, I'm like, no, no, that is part of the scientific, yes. you know, yeah. um, the, the hypothesis. Yes. If you, yeah. you make mistakes. And sorry, go ahead. No, I totally interrupted you. You finish. I, I love when we make mistakes. It's an opportunity to learn. Yeah. If we got it right the first time, there's no fun in that. It's better when we make mistakes. Yeah. And then we get to try again. And then we have to be excited. And we get to be proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and how we react matters, though. How you react as the parent in those moments Oh my gosh, say volumes to them. If you react like, oh my gosh, we messed it up again. I'm, if, we, if we laugh it on, go, how funny. Yes. This is hilarious. It's why, even in the year of playing skillfully, I purposely put a failed activity in there the whole milk activity where you're supposed to mix colors and it's supposed to be beautiful. Mine totally flopped. When we did it, but I kept it in there because I thought, you know what? It still was cool. The kids yes. still had a blast, even yeah. though it was total, you know, yeah, mess if, up. If it doesn't go the way, maybe the picture is. Right. If you're spending time together. You're learning things. Right. There's always an opportunity and, and for And, you learning. know, there's going to be one kid and they're going, Mom, it's because you didn't do that. And they're going to love that they were the teacher. Yeah. And right on. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, and one of, with along with that being silly... One of my favorite things to read, especially in the beginning, are the rhyming books. 
yeah. and the poetry and the silly, you know, yes. take me out of the bathtub type books because yes. it gives a repetition and it's giving them a familiar sound. And then it's also just being fun and, yeah. you know, you're not, you're just not reading this, you know, high the that rat, that, that, you know, just to, to just be animated with it. And it's I just think much look, more fun. when they think back on their time learning, I bet they're going to remember and the, they will remember those that. moments exactly. for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. Do we have one more? Yep. We have one more. Okay. Right. It's from Sophia and she asks, what do you do when your child is loving to learn and then all of a sudden pushes it away? Yeah. Um, this mama was definitely want to know that she said she had this little dude that was an avid learner who's super excited and all of a sudden he just shut down and especially it was around uh, reading that he was starting to read and then he just stopped have you had any of your kids do that (laughs) (laughs) after my first perfect child all of my children (laughs) in fact I'm sorry to, you know, burst anybody's bubble, but my nine-year-old is like, I hate school! You know, and I have this vision in my head, and we're all going to wake up, and we're going to do devotions, and I'm like, let's get our school books out! And he's like, I hate school! And then, of course, the little brother, you know, he is learning, and so he's like, yeah, I hate school now! We're not going to do it! You can't make us! But you can go get the vacuum cleaner then. <laughs> That's right. Start That's your chores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somehow they love school. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, part of it, did you want to go, Jamie? I'm sorry. No, I just, I just heard Kathy say, you know, to another mom, and I, it may have been, it may have been this mom, I don't know, but, um, you know, she said, just pull back. Yes. You have to know. Um, and it goes back to, you have to meet your child where they're at and yep. you have to be what they need. Mm-hmm. And um, if it means pulling back for a little while and just, you know, you're not, your child is not going to, if they're, you know, you're wanting them to go to college and they want to go to college, skipping three months worth of math um, when they get to that point is not, it's not going to not get them into college, you know, 15 years from now. He's six. Um, that will you know, if he's six. six I would just say increase, you know, the play activities, the hands-on activities, the Mm -hmm. fun. And, um, you know, even if they read the books the same time, you know, nine times in one day, yeah, you might want to gouge your eyes out with a spork, but if that's what they need at that time... That's what that's what they need. I would say and even ask them. Well, okay, you don't right. want to do this. What would you like what to would do? What you like to do? Absolutely. And for one, I I've told you this before. You know, sometimes things are like vegetables. You don't like them, but we have to do them anyway. But mm-hmm. we can trick them. You know, we can mash up the bro- the broccoli and put it in the brownies, mm-hmm. and they don't even know they're learning. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do, buddy? What's interesting to you? You want to talk about pirates? That's awesome. What if we go and get some books about pirates? Let's learn about pirates. Let's learn about the gross things pirates did on ships. Did they do chores? And then you turn it into a learning experience, and they don't even know they're learning. Right. I think that is absolutely key. I think you've got to find out what they are interested in. If you look at every person, we all love to learn what we're, you're interested what we're in. Passionate about. I mean, you, what are you passionate about, Jamie? Oh. <sighs> 
marketing, being a right. mom. Right, and girl, do you know about marketing? I mean, you can rattle off in a second stats and who does that. And if you want to get this many followers, you do this. And I'm your girl and you need a marketing partner. I'm her. <laughs> and because you know it, because you love yeah. it. And we all know you love it and you're great oh, at yeah. it. When you start talking about yeah. it, your blood gets pumping yeah. and you get going. Yeah. And Zumba Queen, we know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do the pachanga. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is exactly this. It is this subject. It is, it is seeing children be who they were meant to be. That thrills my soul. And so I've studied it and I know it. And um, it gets me excited. But that's the same with our kids. If we would just find out what it is that they love, they're going to want to learn well, about it. And with regards to... A year of playing skillfully, that is so amazingly illustrated, and the photography is so gorgeous. Thank you, Leslie. That yes, thank you, Leslie. <laughs> Sit your kids down and let them look through the book, yes. and let them set. You know, because I, you know we're doing three years now on this, and Hunter loves to look through yes. the stuff, and she'll say. Oh my gosh, we did that. Oh my gosh, we did that. Yes. And I'll say, you know, yes, we did do that. We yes. got the ideas from this book. And then she's like, really? <laughs> I mean, love to see other homeschool kids too. Yes. yes. But yeah. then she will call me out and she'll say, well, why haven't we done this? <laughs> oh, I love well, it. what's course, this? Why right. haven't we done yeah. that? You know? And so, you know, for them right. to be able to actually have that authority yeah. that, you know, they it may not be true authority, but it's giving them something. Ownership. Letting them take ownership. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if they love to cook, just spend a month cooking. Make your own cookbook oh, yes. together. If oh, they love gosh. to paint, just paint. We've got to remember so much of learning overlaps. I mean, many parents will come in and say, hey, tell me what's happening in the sensory beads. I mean, that's just play, right? And I'm like, absolutely it is. And it's language arts because mm-hmm. listen to how they're talking to one another. And it's fine motor skills because look how they're picking up things and moving it. And it's science because did you know we started with beads this big and we ended up this big? And it's math because they're sorting in. And Social so we and go, right. And, so we go yep. through all the things our kids are learning by one activity. And so if we would just remember that it doesn't have to be a pencil and paper task to be learning, mm-hmm. it, it really could be everything and mm-hmm. anything, but follow them. They won't disappoint you. They will lead you to where they want to go if we yeah. will just step back and they'll fall back in love with learning. They will. But you have to be willing to let go of your expectations. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's, that's exactly it, Kathy. Well, what a fun weekend. This is really almost our last weekend of traveling. I've got Atlanta next week, but I have missed my Texas girls. They have been with us many conferences. So I'm so glad we got to record a three podcast. People are going to be like messaging going, where are those girls from Texas? I want them back. I need the Zumba instructor and some social media help. <laughs> We're gonna video. We're gonna do a video podcast. We should have done a fa- well, maybe no. tonight Facebook Live. No. But. <laughs> We're already in our jammies. All right, hey, love you, girls, and we hope you had fun. Anything else? Closing? Nope. Nope. Love you guys. Just love y'all, and Hang y'all are always doing your best. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.